0: It's the Offix Podcast, baby.
1: Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later. And you're stupid to win. Might be coming obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it, iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to and then to and over the Welcome, fellow and
2: Uplanders, shop. to another amazing episode of the Upland Property Experts Podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win, and joined by Thank Me Later, and we're coming to you live from the metaverse of Upland. How are you doing tonight, TML?
1: Wow, I mean, it only took you six tries to get that intro right.
2: <laughs> six? Oh. <laughs> you six have funny tri- yeah. math.
1: You get the you get the final cut. Everyone in in Upex Podcast Land, we had to listen to that intro and him mess it up several times. So come to the live showing and uh, you'll see you see the kind of production we run here. You
2: guys kept asking to hear the song, so I was just doing it for sure. your guys' pleasure.
1: Can we just take a second to appreciate that is such a banger? I love that that song makes me happy every time I hear it. Um, absolutely, but yeah
2: oh yeah God, love that song. shout out to mars utah and he did a remix with left house and they got a nice nft for sale so go check that out on atomic hub or atomic assets
1: yeah i think joel from blockchain heroes even picked it up and was was throwing it around which is pretty cool because i go i mean how many theme songs think of not even just podcasts like I'm talking movies. I'm talking television. Come on. How many theme songs would you buy and then make into an NFT and then rock out? Right. A bucks podcast. Like that's
2: the, the only one hands down.
1: The only one, the only one
2: hands down. And, uh, if you are joining us for the first time, found us on your favorite podcast hosting station, and you want to know what we're going to be talking about here and what is upland I'll turn it over to you tonight, thank me later, to tell everybody that just stumbled upon this podcast what is Upland.
1: Yeah, so Upland is at its at right now um, is is a property trading game. It's based on NFTs in the blockchain. So You buy properties around the virtual world, which is all based on real life. Uh, Those properties are NFTs. Um, You can compete in competitions. Um, So there's different challenges in the game and uh, treasure hunts and uh, community events. So that's where we're at right now. Very quickly, we're we're turning the page um, in the next chapter of, of Upland, which is going to be property development and business ownership um, and blockchain, uh, your explorers, which are all going to be based on NFTs. Uh, we're also just started fiat out. So this is the first blockchain uh, game that uh, has an option to actually sell those NFTs for uh U.S. dollars, uh, so partnered with uh, Tilia.
2: Yeah, that's exciting. We'll talk about that. Uh, beta testing started this week for um, for Fiat out. So very exciting stuff there.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely interesting. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about it a little bit later, so I won't uh, take up too much time about it. Yeah.
2: And as always, we have to throw the disclaimer out here that Upland me does not endorse or approve of any content and thoughts or ideas expressed here on this podcast all of that is solely the expressions of myself thank me later and any guest hosts that we have on the show and t davis when he joins us for the new york minute also all our content is not meant to offend anybody. So if we did offend you, that is not our intention. We're just two passionate fans that enjoy talking about Upland each and every week. And hopefully you get some insight out of this.
1: Yeah. And our goal for the rest of 2020 is to have no more explicit episodes. That's, that's our internal goal. So that way you can listen to it at work with your family Uh, We will do, there's going to be some other content we'll release, uh, the before and after on YouTube, and uh, maybe some tea time with Thank Me Later that we've been teasing. That'll be a a little bit more um, put on your headphones, but we want to keep this um, informative and fun. We're still going to have fun, uh, but we'll try and keep it uh, in the PG range for you. Can I say one thing real quick about that disclaimer? That feels so harsh. Upland does not approve anything. I feel like it's not that they don't they don't endorse it, but I don't necessarily think that they don't approve it. That sounds like they're like, "Oh my gosh, what are you doing?"
2: <laughs> that is true. It's not like we go through uh, approval for for the podcast, yeah, that's uh yeah. they just don't endorse. I didn't have my script in front of me tonight or have yeah. it recorded.
1: Yeah, no, so I guess like that's the thing is like we work closely. So obviously Upex Podcast is part of the UCN, uh, which is really cool. It's the Upland Contribution Network Contributor Network um, that is certified content creators and essentially saying these are creators that, you know, are notarized by the, the community and by Upland to say, you know, quality. It's more about the quality of the content and the consistency of the content, not necessarily – what the content covers so we don't uh you know we're not enforced with any censorship we don't get any special treatment uh but uh kind of like there's i don't want to say seal of approval but it's like a quality stamp like it's like fda we're like grade a but you know if you leave it out on the counter and then you don't cook it you like, you could still get sick like that's, that's not what they're saying
2: yeah so we're, we're yeah, good we're good. approved well, that tracks. and they're big fans <laughs> And they do. They are. To we've
1: us. we've had several of them on. I know several of them listen uh, regularly. Shout out to the Upland team. You guys are crushing it. I know it's going to be a hectic uh, push for end of 2020. Everyone's going. Hey, here's your roadmap. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware. It's November, huh? Now, interesting.
2: Yeah, and they've done yeah. stuff that's not on the roadmap either. So it's but there are a lot of things that you're excited about on that roadmap that they said that they'd be here in 2020 and, uh,
1: Hey, still, still 2020.
2: Yeah. And the recording of this podcast is on November 12th. So
1: that's true. Yeah. So November 12th, as of November 12th, 2020 hope is still being held, but honestly, I mean like in the AMA, which if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's, it's very informative. Um, I would say, I have mixed feelings because I feel like if you follow the community enough and you read all of the content that they release and you interact I don't know that there was any major net new there was a couple things but like holistically like the, if there was no new information to me about Spark the property develop the sandbox thing that is I'm I'm now counting down the days like I'm very excited for that yes like whew, okay you have my attention, and it's genius. Like, it's a very smart way to essentially allow beta testing of a feature to show the capability. Like, I like their Agile methodology of, of this deployment. Whoever thought of that, kudos to you.
2: Exactly.
1: Recurrier wants to know if the sandbox will be free. They didn't specify, but my guess is it'll be, like, a limited... It'll be like a limited, like you can have like fake or real map. Yeah. There's definitely some open questions on it because they kind of dropped that bomb. So like they had us all pre-asked questions. And then like obviously none of us were going to have pre-asked questions about the sandbox because they literally dropped that bomb in the middle of the AMA. We're like, wait, what? Yeah. Sandbox mode. I want to know more.
2: Got to love the sandbox mode.
1: It's really smart. It's a really smart way to deploy features, to give people that taste. Um, there's a lot of uh, creative people that want to see, like, what the functional- functionality is to start planning. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how they deploy that. Um, it, will it be free? Um, will it be on, like, a secondary map? Will it be on the, <laughs> the, on the actual map? Um, lots of questions, for sure.
2: Yeah. Very interesting. Can't wait for that to come out and uh Yeah, we could talk a little more on that in a in a bit. We'll get on to our our favorite section of the podcast here. And it's the numbers. The weekly, weekly numbers. And we do have some advanced numbers for you this week. Um so we are excited for that. Uh new new stuff coming out from content creators you always have to enjoy that
1: i was like advanced content you have tomorrow's numbers already i do that's impressive i do like holy cow it's good i mean if you're just predicting dizzy spends another five grand like that's cheating everyone knows that
2: look when you (laughs) preload when you have the numbers already preloaded to make them read what you want them to read you just need a couple of days to filter them into the system okay (laughs) right nobody will suspect a thing no it's good it's good (laughs) so if on dap radar hey look at that we finally cracked that uh that uh 3k a day mark so 3.45k player users a day here on upland number two
1: yeah that was a big spike honestly like curious what caused that
2: yeah, and there's no real, like, advertisement or anything going on right now or any any big promotion running on to it. And I was ready to just talk about, like, come on, we need the stuff, so we just stop sitting at, like, 2, 2.5K players. Let's get some growth in this, you know? Let's get, like, 5K players a day, 6K players a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The Brave browser, which, ironically, Upland struggles to play in Brave, but whatever.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: not, hashtag not approved by a plant.
2: <laughs> not approved. Definitely not approved. Um, not approved on the seven day users. What,
1: the f- what is this Axis Infinity?
2: AxI Infinity. No idea. But and you'll it's spend-
1: on. It's on Ethereum too. How does it have ten thousand users all of a sudden?
2: I don't know. I'm not gonna look into it though.
1: But yeah, that, no, I have too many, too many things. That's crazy.
2: That is the interesting thing, though. Splinterlands is only average, er, uh, only has seven point four six uh, user, seven point four six k users for the last seven days. So they're sitting in third, but Upland has eight point two five k. So we're going in the right direction there.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm feeling sorry for Splinterlands.
2: Yeah. And still, those goofy, goofy things. Whatever these nonsense. The Thundercore, the Thundercore games. Um, did but we,
1: did we ever get a result on that? Did anybody tell us what's going on?
2: No, I, I think they have just as much care as we do. <laughs>
1: That's fair, <laughs> honestly. Like jelly squish. Uh,
2: word search blitz color craze i mean i mean come on you know probably here first quarter of 2021 we're going to see a lot of uh i would expect to see with property development coming out and everything else is going to be rolling out here and fiat out's going to be widely available to everybody um
1: I, i you know what's interesting though if you look at their so they have a ton of users so these must just be like little app games Cause like their volume is like only a thousand a month and their balance is like 60 bucks. So like they're just using a little bit of thundercore. So it's just like, I don't know what they're actually tracking on blockchain. Yeah. So like it may not be heavy. It might just be like users. Are they all the same user count? They're all pretty close
2: it's some a school system has to be using it or some educational program has to be using it because they're all like 18 and 6 like between 13 and 18k for the last 30 days
1: i don't know man these seem like these little games like app games like, so I could imagine what if it was just blockchain users? So like the user data and high scores just got tracked on blockchain. Cause you're not talking a ton of cash volume. No. Cause 13,000 users over a thousand there. Yeah. So it's, it's probably like these like 99 cent games. Cause I mean, honestly, like brain warp and jelly switch, like I'm not gonna lie. I got games on my phone that sound pretty identical to that. I mean, who doesn't have candy crush installed? Right. So you put Candy Crush but you put it on the blockchain like and no one knows it, right? Then yeah. I mean you could crush these numbers. That's interesting. I I'd be curious what they use the blockchain technology for beyond like tracking high scores and like user validation, like an SSO system that's built on Thundercore so you can play across all these games on a single account. And that could be the know. same.
2: It could be one of those apps that have like six games under it and you just pop around and it's all recorded yeah. on blockchain. But either I might, way,
1: I might, hold on. I'm going to take a picture cause I'll forget as soon as this things over. I might take a look. I'm now I'm curious enough. I've talked myself into it. I'm going to do some research and I will report back to the UPEx podcast nation.
2: There the you Upex,
1: go. Up Xers. I think that's what i got to give a name for them. The uplanders.
2: Upexers. Or you mean no. our podcast followers?
1: The podcast followers, the Upexters.
2: Upexters?
1: Upexers. I will report back next week, so stay tuned. Next week, I will have a full report to our Upexers on what the heck these are.
2: All right. Hey, look there. There's clickbait right now.
1: I know. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my like Yeah,
2: I'll read that later.
1: Yeah, no. Open it in a tab. All right, focus, Squirrel. Like, <laughs> no, you can't. I was like, I thought I clicked away from it, and you're sharing your screen with it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
2: Recurrier. Got to blame Recurrier.
1: Recurrier. You can't even be a silent participant without distracting us.
2: Well, that's his whole mission. That's what he tells you. He does. He he tries to make us laugh. He tries to tries to do all kind of keep us on professional. The day we decide that we're going to be professional. He, he comes in and just starts talking craziness. So, uh, oh, you'll yeah. definitely want to check out the, ask somebody what happened on the after show.
1: Oh yeah. Or join us next week and talk to us about it.
2: Yeah. So in the, just for our overall listeners last month, we had our best month ever for, uh, overall listeners on the podcast. Really, uh, glad everybody tuned in and enjoyed it. We earned a whole bunch of new listeners and they checked out a lot of our old episodes. So really appreciate those lessons. Uh, last month we hit, uh, 800 total listeners. So, or 800 total listens on our episode. So outstanding there. Really appreciate that. And our, uh, top city. So last the
1: m- question is, so we, oh questions what well so i mean we got the you know we got that upland bump huge shout out that was a massive boost um from upland putting the link have we retained those or the did they come back Uh, Do they come back week after week or were they like yeah one and done
2: no they've come back uh they've been coming back week after week so that's good uh you can definitely tell You can definitely tell the people that subscribe because they listen right away as soon as they get dinged, uh, saying that there's a new episode up. And then you can see the trickle effect of our, uh, promotion of it in discord or on Twitter throughout the week that they're like, Oh yeah. So if you have not subscribed to the podcast, subscribe now. So you don't have to look for our reminders during the week. And, uh, our last, uh, we'll just look at the last, uh, 14 days so we can talk about which which uh countries are our top listeners and what cities are top listeners over the last two weeks um that's always fun to do people like the shout outs of their hometowns or whatever town they're close to and over the last two weeks we've had uh and the last two weeks, we've had 293 total listening, so that's, that's pretty decent. Not as good as last month, but we also released a couple of back-to-back podcasts. Um, but Brazil cracked the top 15 of countries listening to us. Uh, they're the newest one to join us. Singapore's, they're getting more and more listens in. Uh, top City is uh, Brandon. I have no idea what state that's in, but Brandon's our top listening city. It's in the United States followed up by Berlin, Paris, mountain View, Singapore, London, Rome, Jamaica, Plain, Lexington, and Dortmund. That rounds out the top 10. So thanks everybody for listening to us each and every week. Um, and then we move on. We had, uh, a little issue with the numbers this week for some reason I um, don't know what. Thinking th- numbers, we got some numbers um, but we'll jump right into that
1: I don't think there's, there probably hasn't been a ton of movement I'm trying to think what was the big buying catalyst
2: not that really this week
1: who bought oh man no there is there is one sale that I want to talk about. Holy crap. Can I save the C word? Is that okay? Yeah,
2: crap's okay. Poo's okay.
1: okay. Oh, man.
2: It's Caca's weird. okay. Doo doo.
1: Um, yeah, there's, so there's remind me, um, there's a sale I want to talk about. Um, my dude, Green Turtle, I'm curious where he's at. So how much he dropped. He jumped from last week. Oh, yeah. Stirs up 20. Get it. Nice, Alex. New, interesting. Which means you put in at least three and a half million. Because if you weren't on, and then you are, means you had to put in some oh, big money. There's green, green turtle, turtle is new to the list.
2: Green turtle new at eighty you- uh, second place at four point eight million X. What is it? Check? Czech, Chuk123154. Che-U- yeah. New to the list at 95 at 4.2 million up X. And uh, Bloodless cracks the top 100 at number
1: 99. Hey. He's making some moves, too. He's trying to consolidate and move some stuff around.
2: Yeah. And if you look from uh, last week's numbers, you don't even see Alex on the list as we continue to scroll down on the left-hand side.
1: Dang, he came out of nowhere then. Yes. What does he, I don't, I'm going to do some investigating.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're already down into about 200th place. To crack the top 200, you need 1.37 million upex just to crack top 200.
1: That's crazy. I'm going to go to our handy dandy uh, fan server and do a check stats uh, on Alex. Let's see.
2: Yeah, he wasn't even in the top 255 last week, so.
1: Whoa, he's an OG account, though. Really? Wait. Alex? That's just Alex.
2: A L L E X.
1: Oh, it's two L's. It's oh. two L's. I was like, wait, his his account was from December of twenty nineteen. H
2: A-L-L-E-X.
1: Check. Sorry, sorry. Let's see here. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go check out what he owns here in a second. Um So Green Turtle, oh my gosh, and he's got 2.7 in the bank. He doesn't have any collections. What is he doing?
2: I don't know. I know he's he's not listening to the podcast.
1: No. So he only owns five properties. Oh oh my gosh, it's really funny. He might be the guy who bought from Green Turtle. I'm going to go check this guy out which i i mean i don't i don't know how i feel like i i have very mixed feelings so i'll just i'll get right to the yeah. punchline we can jump so, right into
2: it we got the other numbers too they populated so we're good there um,
1: okay well do you want to talk about them cuz yeah are, is there is there anything before we dive in because I want to talk a little bit about this because I I think it'll be a good topic for pricing and and just I'd be curious we'll take some, some answers in chat as well on like some feelings.
2: So overall properties Satoshi's view came in new at number 25 with 455 properties still haven't stolen my cheesy poof sound rip from Uh, South Park, but once again, moving up six spots. (laughs) Cheesy Poof still making moves. MJC 3337 making moves up 12 to 37. Steve G up 11. Crazy Houston. New to the list at 265. And Method is its man. New at 66 at 236. Uh to crack the top 100, Knox cracks cracks the top 100 at 154 properties. So, congratulations there Knox. Haven't seen Knox around for a while. Then uh UpSquared, no real big movers there in the UpSquared. TM TM moved up one spot. Uh past the Lou Daddy, not by much, up by about uh K up squares. But other than that, nothing really going on there. So let's talk about.
1: Okay. So Alex was not the person by the way. Alex was not the person. I'm not sure. He, he only has five properties. Um, he does have one iconic, uh, but nothing's like jumping out at me as like, I mean, I guess he paid a lot for the iconic because if he's new, um, that would have been secondhand. No, but his, his account, this a double L Alex was from December of 2019 as well. Really? Yeah. December 29th. And he's got 2.7 in the bank and, uh, Maybe he sold. Oh, my gosh.
2: What did he sell?
1: I wonder if he sold an iconic. I wonder. I got to. We'll we'll look into it a little bit more because I'm curious. I wonder if he had like six. I think he might have been the one that I was thinking of that had six properties and no collections. And I wonder if he had something up for sale. And it finally sold. That could be. But that wouldn't make any sense. I mean, cause he had to jump up for more than 3000 cause he would have been on our, he would have been on the list previously. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it, we got some, we got some sleuths. So we'll have to figure that out. The interesting thing I wanted to talk about, and I'm, I'm curious to get um, kind of i I'll call it the unofficial panel uh, that we have here live in the studio with us on their feelings. So earlier this week, I got a very interesting um, message from my dude, Green Turtle. Um, he had picked up a, a Wall Street property um, in New York, and he had an offer um, of 1.2 million upbacks. Wait. Put on it. What? Did, yeah. Yep.
2: 1, 1. 1.2 a... million upex for a Wall Street pop- property. Mm-hmm.
1: It was a 60,000 Upex um, mint. I believe it was, I think it was the wall street museum. So I think it was also a museum property. Okay. So, I mean, not that, I mean, uh, most of us have said that it's, we feel very unlikely that it will, um, that museums will be collection in New York, honestly.
2: Um, Or if they are, they're not as high as they were in San Francisco
1: it seems unlikely unless they're just going to make that everywhere, which again, I can't imagine. The only thing that I could see them doing um, in every city is Iconics. I could see Iconics being in every city. Um, But like museums feel like the equivalent of like firehouse or like, they got to be something unique per city. Um,
2: Uh, And in in New York, everything's a museum in New York. It seems like
1: (laughs) that's right. Um, So he's like, what should I do? And I'm like, what What do you mean? What should you do <laughs> Accept that and be the happiest turtle ever? He apparently then like the person and he didn't give me the name. I, I could look it up. Um, I think it was actually collections. It was actually collections now that I think about it. Uh, yes. Collection. It was 48 wall street. Um, And he reached out to him on discord and apparently green turtle countered with like 1.25 million, which was just like, what are you doing? Go accept that offer.
2: Why would you counter for that?
1: Right? Like, and he's just like, well, I just, and I'm like, there's nothing, there's nothing to discuss here. Like, that's a crazy good offer. Like that's a hundred years. It's a hundred years of interest at the current rate. <laughs> like you're not going to do better than that. Um, but it's interesting. It, it poses a question of like, well, what are your feelings on not necessarily taking um, a uh, taking advantage? Because it's not really taking advantage. It's somebody makes an offer. It's a ludicrous amount on a property that you're like, I don't see the value. Obviously this person does. What are your feelings on that? Like, do you take the offer and feel good about it? Do you take the offer and feel bad about it? Do you decline and go like, Hey, no, it's not worth this. Like you need to reevaluate what you're spending your money on. What do you Uh, do?
2: You take it. I mean, it, this is a property game it's a metaverse you know it's going to grow in this and that but at the end of the day it, it's a property game somebody has seen value and, and that just set a new mark for that piece of property you, you take it i, I mean you're going to make mistakes just like in real life real estate so if it was a mistake property or maybe there's something about that property all of us don't know so it makes you scratch your head to be like why is somebody want it for that much
1: yeah. And I mean, I'm, so I'm looking at, uh, you know, we got, we got a couple of people here listening live and uh, you know, if it's an ultra collection, honestly, it's still not, it's 17, it's a, it was, it's like a 17,000% markup. It's not worth it. Like for 1.2 million, you're almost buying a twisted lumbar, which is an ultra rare in San Francisco. Like, right. you're not going to see that kind of, and the interest, again, even if you tr- even if it's a 3X interest, it's still at the current rate, which we know is going to go down, it would be 30 years to get back on interest. And you're not going to ever make that back, which actually, th- I guess the thing that was so striking about it is it kind of made me reevaluate a lot of the properties of like, well, what really dictates that a property is going to be worth that much over mint and will a property should a property ever be valued? Cause again, we're not talking 10 X we're talking 170 X, right? Like it's not, it's, it's an unfathomable amount of markup. The, the ultra rares in, um, San Francisco don't even have that much of a markup. Like they're like 20 X. I mean, painted ladies are like 300 X and they're like ridiculously priced, but yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you got a good markup in, in Alamo square, but still nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) if you get an offer like that, you just take it, but it's, it, it's going to come down to the person. Does the person have an attachment to it, it or maybe we're missing something?
1: What? Yeah. I mean, maybe they know something we don't, I just don't see it. Um, you know, we got to come in here from Ben saying that there's several players with one wall street property. If they need two for an ultra rare, uh, prices will boom. I mean, sure. Five, 10 X the the value. Sure. Um, but I don't know. I guess, Hold on is my math wrong is it actually only 17x 60,000 10x would be 600,000 uh, so I guess it's only like 20x maybe hmm. my numbers are off yeah so maybe it's not 170 it's still I, I was trusting your math <laughs> it's it's way too much like and I, and I go it's just especially without knowing for sure that it is a collection it's a massive massive gamble um, and even at that point it's just like eh. I think what will happen with those is why do you care? Like, do you want the, the bonus interest? Cause honestly three X interest on a 60,000 up X property, isn't really going to blow anybody's mind and keep in mind interest rates will go down eventually. So the amount of value in having collection multipliers goes down. Your value is in the fact that it's a collection. It's a token. There's value in having, Um, A collectible token that people want. I think the owners of Wall Street will likely swap and trade so that they can all get, um, you know, their their Wall Street token, whether or not they care about the 3x multiplier on 100,000 UPEX property. I mean, it's nice, but it's not going to make or break a player with millions of outbacks, honestly.
2: And something like Wall Street, your value is going to be derived from it being Wall Street and then being able to build some sort of building on Wall Street. And that will be interesting once you get into property development. Are they going to develop buildings the size of the buildings on Wall Street or are they going to make them a little smaller? Because it doesn't have to mirror it unless it's a landmark which will have a replica of the building on it so it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because it doesn't have to replicate the real world but anybody coming to the game they have the the draw of the attention that it's manhattan that it's wall street it's the financial district so these things have to be really valuable and then it will be interesting if if you're able to collaborate with the player or two and and invest sparks to build up a nice big skyscraper yourself
1: yeah i guess i just feel like with it being so many unknowns and so many variables of like is it going to be a collection what can you develop on it i don't think it's an overly large lot um and then you just go that's years to me like that's at at the earliest it would be the end of 2021 uh for manhattan development um in my mind so I don't know. It's interesting. So um, why do you was, think
2: why do you think end of twenty twenty one for Manhattan development?
1: Well, I think it's I, I think Manhattan will stay consistently about a year behind San Francisco.
2: Not six months.
1: I think six months is too aggressive because the thing is, um, it'll it's going to take six months from now to even have property development properly fleshed out in San Francisco. So like, that's why I think technically like we're going to get a taste of property development now. So the way I picture it is like, imagine like six months of beta testing in San Francisco, six months of live, like, okay, full feature, full testing it in San Francisco. And then when you jump to New York, you're going to jump straight to final product. So like, I think it's a year cycle for major um, release, like major product enhancement development. And I think essentially you have like a six month trial period, a six month hardening period, and then transition to New York. It might be more aggressive than that, um, but that's kind of how I'm picturing it. Cause I don't see property development honestly being in like a solid place before May. And then I think that they take, the rest of the year to just build out San Francisco and some of the other stuff on their roadmap. But,
2: and that's the thing, because they keep talking about these farms and these nurseries and we really haven't even seen the big lands for that yet or anything that would indicate that yet. So they have to incorporate that because that's going to be a whole nother token besides spark in itself too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think nurseries are going to be huge. I don't think, um, they're going to be like farms. Like I think we had some pictures in our minds on it, but honestly, they're going to be like NFTs. So I, I think it'll be more like a just a shop front. I don't know that it'll be like here's a Christmas tree farm um, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I think that they'll be more compact than that, the nurseries. But you're right. I mean, they already said that those are going to be um, Spark is for all non living organic or carbon non non organic based
2: non carbon um, based
1: <laughs> yeah building which is this can be non living cuz what if i want to build a carbon fiber hood for my car huh what that's uh, a carbon that's carbon go. based oh, uh. um so yeah i mean i think there's a lot of things that need to get done and the, keep in mind Um, Manhattan's completely vanilla right now. So I think what we'll see in six months, um, from New York is collections starting to roll out. Um, I think we'll start seeing uh, treasure hunts roll out. I think we'll start seeing community events rolling out, um, in New York. So keep in mind, I mean, we're a long way away from Manhattan being, um, at all where San Francisco is right now. So I think about a year behind is a, that's a conservative bet. I mean, they could be more aggressive obviously, but that's my conservative guess.
2: I'm just more of the, more on the aggressive path, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, honestly, if I thought it was going to be more aggressive, I might have invested more in New York, but I think it'll be, I want it to be, obviously, I'm heavily invested in San Francisco, so I'm not in a rush for New York to get built out. I am um, I want San Francisco to get built out. I want um, the buildings and the communities and the businesses to get built and established in San Francisco, because that's, you know, that's my hub of, of my kind of gameplay, so... And I think a lot of the original players are very similar. So um, it'll be interesting to see how they balance that out.
2: I'm torn because I keep bouncing back and forth between New York and San Francisco because I want a little bit of both.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it only makes sense to have like, if you're really going to be um, say a a five if you're going to be an executive for sure but like even at five million upex, you really should have a good set of holdings in the three cities that currently exist like I, I truly believe that i think if you spend five million all in one place i think you really limit yourself and i think at that at that amount invested you want to be able to try out new features in San Francisco. You want to have a foothold in New York for when things are releasing. Um, so I don't know um, because I think you'll have.
2: I think when you start drawing the the average player to the game, they're going to gravitate towards the towards New York.
1: See, okay, so I I picture the gameplay. I'm curious why you think that because the way I'm looking at it is new players are going to be dropped into to Fresno, which will have some property development. It'll have a couple collections. It'll have cheap properties. Then what they're going to see directly next to them on a quick train ride is San Francisco with booming communities, um, just vibrant neighborhoods, massive buildings, really cool properties and businesses. And then you're going to have New York – well, it's a, it's greenfield right so i think you're going to have investors who kind of understand the evolution of the game pick up very quickly on new york who see that potential who get there who start little italy is the perfect example they see it they, it's going to take a little while like they're not they're going to be behind say alamo square dog patch um, and vv even though vv started after but you know, just because property development and things like that aren't going to come to New York yet, but they're, they have a very strong route. Like, I mean, they sold out essentially in 17 minutes when it opened up. I know that there were some FSA properties that took a little bit longer, but like less than a 20 minute sellout um, is incredible. Uh, they have a huge support and a huge fan base. So, Like I look at, you know, there's going to be property developers that are smart and want to get to the next wave. But I think your average gamer, they're going to want to play arcades. They're going to want to participate in, you know, races. They're going to want to get a car and, and do that. They're not going to, The thing is everyone that's playing right now only thinks of property development, but imagine when you can get a car and you can customize it or go to uh, an NFT shop and customize your Explorer with accessories and you can play an arcade game and win some upex. Like that's the thing that's going to drive your daily active user um, is those mini games. It's not going to be property ownership and flipping. There's going to be a whole sub game of like, the, the property barons that, that own the properties that manage. Uh, who the heck was I talking to? I, I was talking to a couple of people, and I, I was originally equating it to, like, imagine Minecraft and owning the land. But th- somebody gave me a much better analogy, and especially with the way things are going. Any GTA players? Yeah, too stupid. You play GTA at all? Oh, of course. Okay. So imagine GTA Online But you own the car factories, you own the houses, you own the land that the events are taking place on. So when a player comes to buy a new outfit or upgrade their car, they're not buying it from a community like the game. They're buying it from you as a player. So there's going to be a whole – and when they rent a mansion – on Seacliff, <laughs> they're not renting it from the game server. They're renting it from a player who owns it. So the players that are in now, imagine you're buying land that's going to be developed into Grand Theft Auto built on top of it. Car racing and, and shops and all of that, but you own the land. And so I think you're going to quickly see the shift of like, oh, Upland's a property ownership trade game to very much like, Oh, wait, hold on. This is GTA. And by the way, the players own the land. (laughs) Like, what? Hell yeah, I want to be a part of that. So if you see that vision, you can see why, you know, uh, you know, the team like Little Italy is like, okay, we might have we have a vision for what we want to do and we'll do it um, in New York and you got people like dog patch is going to be crazy dog patch will be like legit gta style shenanigans i can almost guarantee that that that's and like
2: I'm the like- that's like the silk road and the black market <laughs> you you need any underground things you you had to dog patch on that and, and right? speaking of neighborhoods vv sold out today before the podcast
1: oh thank you yes huge huge how many properties are in vv
2: um I was looking at Alamo square. Did you know Kenny owns 51 properties in Alamo uh, square?
1: I yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm curious what his map looks like on it. He doesn't own, there's only one person who owns a whole block in Alamo square. I'm just saying
2: you're the, you're the only one that owns a, a whole block. I own the most park facing properties. Barely.
1: So we get uh, TM with uh twenty two thousand nine hundred and twenty-one <laughs> NVV.
2: That's crazy.
1: Sold out neighborhood. He is doing some incredible things. He has incredible plans. Like there's gonna be business districts and there's gonna be gaming districts and there's gonna be underground, you know, shenanigans districts. And so again, I, I think the way to look at it is we are truly in the beta of we're building out the, the first layer of like a grand theft auto open world game. And right now it's literally you buy the property, you're buying the property. And so when the games are built on top and the businesses are built on top and the properties are built on top, you own that land. You can rent out that land. You can interact on that land. Players are going to interact on that land and you as the landowner are going to get, um, upex from it. You're going to get profit from it. You're going to be able to sell your NFT wares. You're going to be able to run businesses on it. It is going to be so much bigger than I think some people are are picturing right now. And honestly, like it's, it's even taking me time to kind of reshift thinking of like how I'm thinking about property ownership and property management on, on what my properties are.
2: So now I just want to own a bunch of gun stores and liquor stores. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. Like, I don't think it'll be as violent, but I mean, like top down <laughs> racing through San Francisco, like, come on, that's going to be so cool. Modifying your block explorer. And, oh, yeah. Uh, having your home. like. But
2: that's going to be the interesting thing. So we have our block explorers, right? But all of a sudden, we're going to have cars. It's not like our, sooner or later, it's got to translate into some sort of character. You're just not going to be floating around cities anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've teased this, um, like, route mechanic. So, like, think about, like, the parade routes and things. Um, so, like, they've they've teased out the fact that they can route um, the block explorers how they want them um, along a specific path. So I would imagine a vehicle, like, the, it'll be interesting. Like, will you have an inventory where you can see your car, can your car essentially then substitute for your block Explorer? Like, and then I think it's more when you travel like right now, like when you get in a plane or a train, right? Your block Explorer kind of disappears and you you just see the the vehicle. So maybe I I go to my house and I'm like, Oh, Hey, send me to this area because keep in mind right now, everything's at um, full speed, right? If I'm on one side of San Francisco and I click the other side of San Francisco, it moves very quickly, like within a second or two, I'm at the next property. Right. Keep in mind that when vehicles and other transportations released, it's going to be walking speed a hundred percent. So when you click from one side of the map to the other, it'll be the equivalent of your block explorer just floating, um, which is going to make treasure hunting very interesting. Uh, But that's where vehicles, I think, are going to come into place where you essentially say go here and then it navigates through a path um, that'll be predetermined all travels at five X. Yeah, but five X, your walking speed is what you're at now. So like the current speed that your block explorer floats is five X walking speed. So that is like what you float now is walking speed.
2: So I'm going to turn into a walking, vomiting poo on fire.
1: I mean, that's really what you are now. So no change Uh, for you. I'm
2: floating now.
1: Well, I mean, Uh, floating, floating and walking floating speed is walking speed.
2: Yeah. Um, A correction though. uh, TM owns 1,729 properties in VV.
1: That's insane.
2: Still, it's insane. I mean, I know the twenty nine hundred's a huge number. That's, but yeah, that's insane.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, twenty. I mean, to sell it at a twenty nine hundred. I mean, that's still thirteen hundred or so to uh, twelve hundred other properties sold to other players, right? And I mean, I know for a fact that when uh, TM first started, I was ranked number one in that neighborhood with like thirty nine properties i mean there it wasn't like it was it was a very open area and it's not a small i would say it's probably i might go on the record it might be the largest sold out neighborhood in the game that might be a fact i just made it up but it might be a fact
2: hey if you tell the lie long enough everybody will believe it is a fact so you're good yeah you're you're good. Now somehow, once again, this episode got away from us. We're already at fifty minutes, and uh, we haven't even hit up our, uh, our, our favorite correspondent tonight.
1: What were couriers on?
2: <laughs> wow! Oh. Wow! <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're you're gonna. I mean, listen to this guy's music now. You really want to mess with somebody that's got this mob style music, but everybody.
1: I mean, it sounds like he's he's running like a carnival of spaghetti, honestly. That's what I hear.
2: <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's uh, T. Davis live from Little Italy with our New York Minute. How you doing tonight, T? Hey.
0: Hey, guys. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for the intro. And uh, I'm glad to actually, I am not in Little Italy tonight, believe it or not. I... I'm staying in my vacation spot in, uh, in San Francisco for the landmark tour. I flew back from New York to be there for that coming up. And uh, I'm going to be traveling via train to my spots in Little Italy, Fresno, and San Francisco over the next few days. But, um, yeah, I'm glad to uh, bring you guys some some updates on on New York. Um We'll start out with the numbers and here's a fun number about New York property ownership. If Sunstar were able to acquire 7 tenths of a property somehow, he would have exactly 10% of Dizzy Deesky's property ownership. So Dizzy Deesky's at the top with 2,427. Sunstar coming in at second with 242. And that disparity is always going to just be astonishing to me. It's incredible.
2: That's an insane but, uh,
0: stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um,
2: so, and speaking sorry, of that, um, the the cheapest property now to mint there in New York City is only uh three thousand six
0: hundred forty up, up X. Yeah, and a very nice, probably in the Washington Heights area, if I had to guess.
2: I don't know, but uh, Dizzy did move the market.
0: Yeah, he sure did. Um, rounding out the top ten, we have Atomic Pop uh, coming in at third. Jigo Player unfortunately dropped out of the top three, down to four. Hodler, MG, Oliver, Brett Gerber, EH0405, and Prospect Gold round out the top ten. Um, I want to start doing something new this this episode and just – like you guys recognize with the uh, overall stats. So I want to recognize this new uh, entries to the, to the New York property ownership. So this week we have Upland dude, which I'll talk about in a, in a second um, Kanye West, who is dabs Wally Bala cheesy poof ad rock and geogebra um, are all new to the, to the top 100 this week. And that last one, I actually had to ping the player, but that's the one with the the G30G43BR4. It's actually GeoGebra. You can Google it. It's a website. We had a very interesting conversation about that. So shout out to GeoGebra and his love for math. Um, my fun fact for this week is... There's a sixth and a half Ave in Manhattan. The last week's fun fact was also a uh, a trivia. This one's not nearly as difficult, but since I did get some um, responses in Discord, I'd like to probably keep continuing that trend with my fun facts. So if you can find sixth and a half Ave in Manhattan, tell me where it is.
2: Give Recurrier about 30 seconds in Google and you'll have your answer. (laughs)
0: you could actually find that one on, on on Google maps, but I'm looking for specifics of where it stretches, why it stretches that way and such. So if you know, ping me and explain to me what it is, you know, about six and a half ev. very nice Uh, moving on. So Upland dude, if you guys noticed his block Explorer is the, the, the Benjamin Terraformer, which means that he bought a million epics uh, to get that. And he went absolutely nuts around the UN building. If you guys look, he bought like two full blocks in that area. Um, I, I feel like that might have something to do with the podcast. That might be a little hopeful. But last week we did talk about landmarks and the value of the potential speculative value of purchasing around landmarks, and it looks like that—that's what—that's what was on his agenda for the, with that one million upicks.
2: Hey, that's a um, solid plan. You can't knock it buying up a whole block or two around some uh, prominent landmarks.
0: Yeah, for sure. And MJC thirty-three uh, thirty-seven broke my heart. He took that. Uh, so there's the. UN building, the one that we all know and the one that Upland recognizes as the actual landmark, right? It's the giant rectangular building. And then off to the side, there are, you know, th- there's other buildings that are considered part of the UN right, if you were to go there, right? And um, I guess on the on the north end, there were two larger-sized properties that were, I think, maybe total 500,000 upics to buy them both. And I don't know if, if anybody can relate to this, but have you ever, you know, perused the upland map and looked at properties that were wildly outside of what your, you know, what your price range was, but always had this, you know, dream about either winning the lottery or winning some crazy amount of upics and being able to just pick anything that you want? Well, those two U.N. properties, would uh, that would have been the equivalent for me. I really had my eyes on them. I almost sprung the 500 cash to get them, but I'm glad they went to a solid dude like MJC.
2: Nice. Uh,
0: moving on for our initiatives. So the meatpacking district is heating up um, in the Discord. We have players like many more and GeoGebra again uh, moving into the meatpacking district. Um, led by Mattit, who's a... Uh, one of my upland favorites, one of many upland favorites, met it leading the charge there. Uh, the other ones are, are pretty quiet right now. I expect them to obviously start start heating up in the coming months as you know things unfold for upland in general. Um, but Little Italy is, I would like to say, still going strong as far as the uh, just the initiative in general recurrier and TM are showing a really strong presence. there. courier had gone from one property before the big opening to, I believe 20 now and TM is right next to one with 34. So that's uh, i I'm glad that I have such strong compatriots there with me in little Italy to move that along. We, uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Upland LI is actually technically live right now. We've uh, done a um, remake of the the website itself, but it's just it's filled with just dummy content, and it's just really a framework. But uh, you can kind of see what's going on there if you were to navigate to Upland LI, and then also we've uh, recruited a WordPress uh, whiz who's going to work on blog.upland.li for us. And um, there'll be some other subdomains that we'll be debuting here, but um, lots of activity to come from the LI team.
2: Outstanding, outstanding. As always, T, we appreciate the updates each and every week. And uh, as the game grows, we look forward to see what else you guys are doing out there on the East Coast. Yeah, man. Now, for our uh, quick fantasy football update, we are running pretty long. We still got to talk about Fiat out before we get out of here on this podcast. Uh, Sparkles did it. She took down all three of us. She beat me last week. Um, (laughs) She took down everybody on the podcast. So it's embarrassing. But at least I have some numbers in my win column. And then uh, last week overall, Sparkles beat me. Uh, Z Hidalgo beat Blakely's boss team. I think they gave up. So, you know, if you haven't played Blakely yet, T, you might get yourself a win. (laughs) And uh, Choina put the smack down on uh, Nishirin. Yeah, beat him 142 to 89. So a nice win there, Choina. Recurrier, he squeaked out one against T Davis. Yeah, Sunstar beat Dizzy. Thank Me Later beat June, June. So this week, we have some good matchups going on again this week, as always, that we look forward to. Uh, I'm playing Thank Me Later, so I'm projected to win, so we'll see how that turns out.
1: Wait, since when? That's because I can't get any more people. All my people are sick. I have, like, (laughs) half my team doesn't have teams. Like, I don't understand. I can't get new people. Like, I literally, my bench is all zeros, and I still have a guy that has, uh, a buy game and I can't, there's like no one to swap them. And then like half my team got these cues and they're not going to play. I'm going to get zero points this week. Cues
2: usually play. D's don't play. And O's don't play. O's and D's don't play. Cause they OD'd um, your cues. They might play. Uh, but yeah, well, you one can
1: is just straight up. red. He says, there's no game this week. But, well, yeah. They're have, off. <laughs> But the, yeah, but like half my people don't play this week.
2: All right. <laughs> like, so you can pick up players on Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, you just got to go to the players add and drop and uh put in a dollar amount. You have 1000 uh dollars to pick up players for the season. It's amazing that you're doing so well and you've made no roster moves this year.
1: I don't even yeah, I don't even know what a roster is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so speaking of that that you've made no roster adjustments all year you're sitting in second place at six and three so Nietzsche and thank me later and Choina and blakely's boss team are all tied for first place uh at six and three followed up by myself in june june at five and four then you got sunstar z hidalgo sparkles dizzy and recurrier at four and five and uh bringing up the rear is uh t davis at oh and nine
0: yeah you know what happened to me, and I don't need to make excuses, but I thought I put CMC in, and I did not. And Sparkles asked me if I set my lineup like a good partner should, and I said yes, and that was not accurate because he was, in fact, on the bench.
1: Well, unless CMC was like a horse tranquilizer I don't know about, I don't think you had any chance no matter what. Let's be uh, honest.
2: If he put CMC in, he would have won last week
1: probably a lot like 20 points or something
2: yeah so recurrier got lucky
1: i'll take the cmc i need a cmc
2: yeah what you're the not
0: the cmc <laughs> exactly that a horse tranquilizer
2: christian mccaffrey is a running back for the carolina panthers
1: oh he's a person <laughs> yeah <laughs> should i get some of those for my team as <laughs> many as you can yep yeah load up on them
2: see, see what see what you can uh give t davis for uh, cmc
1: uh, mine are like mostly inanimate objects like i got a cup i got moss <laughs> <laughs> one just says pittsburgh like there's that's a that's a whole city i just have a city on my team like i don't understand how that works <sighs> <sighs>
2: Oh, Jesus. And he's tied for first place, lady and, ladies and gentlemen. God Johnson. help us all. I
1: pick Johnson. I keep Johnson in because that's a funny name. His name is D. Johnson. Like, <laughs> that's funny. I'm playing.
2: <laughs> We're keeping it clean this episode.
1: <laughs> like Johnsonville Brats, man. I assume he uh, owns the Bratwurst company, right? Right. Right. Yeah.
2: He, he plays Hurst, for Pittsburgh for Austin. Awesome. Yes.
1: See Hearst, I got a I got a vehicle. He's my Hearst has zero points, probably because it's a Hearst and it's dead. (laughs) See, I told you, I have the worst
0: luck.
2: Football, Bye, thank me later. Ah, Jesus! (laughs) All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll move on. (laughs) Wow! All right, we'll we'll move on off of that. Uh, This week. Fiat Out was launched. We, we've had a couple podcasts that teased on it. We had a couple people, uh, and uh, it finally happened this week. And, uh, and all the fear that the sky's going to fall, all the whales are going to cash out, and the economy's going to crash. Guess what? It didn't happen.
1: I think that people misunderstood Fiat Out. Like, I think the fear was, which is the only way it would make any sense of being a fear is like, if you could sell back the properties to the game for pure, if right. not like that's literally, and obviously that would be a massive like failure because like that would absolutely crash, but like you can't.
2: And like, that wouldn't be smart for upland as a business.
1: No, that would be the dumbest thing ever. Um, so, you know, Fiat out literally just means that you can sell to another player for USD instead of Upex. The, I don't know, I've seen some things around like, oh, well, then what's the point of even having Upex? It's like, well, there's a lot anyway. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as people make it. Like, it is a big deal in the sense of there is an option to get – fiat out of the game. That's a huge draw. That's how you you essentially sell your NFTs. And let's be very clear. So when we're saying fiat out, um, what you're essentially selling is the NFT. So what we've been talking about, you know, properties, we say properties, we say, you know, lands, whatever. But it's really an NFT that's stored on the blockchain. And so right now, like the only way previous to this to purchase it was using Upex, which is an in-game currency it's never going to be offered. Uh, I, I won't say never because it could, but it's most likely not going to be ever offered on any sort of exchange. It's literally meant to be an in-game currency, um, and you can buy it for 1,000 OPEX for, for one USD. That's, that's the static rate, and that's just how it is. So now you can do a bunch of things with the OPEX, mostly buying properties right now. And so that property is an NFT that you own on the EOS blockchain. So you have a wallet. Now, all of this is beautifully hidden by Upland. I know the crypto nerds are like, give me, keep your key. I need my own access, and I'm going to store it in a off-site wallet nerd.
2: That, like, that's how they sound?
1: Yeah, that's how they all sound. Have you ever all of listened them? to Recurrier talk? Have you ever listened <laughs> to him talk?
2: When, when did Recurrier become the official punching bag of the know, Upex I podcast?
1: Because, well, hey, I actually said he was my favorite correspondent. So, I mean, take that. Oh wow! Um, like that, T. So that just sh- that just shows you how much I don't like T. Davis. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like the re- <laughs> the reality is, it's meant to be accessible to the average gamer. So all of the the scary, um, you know, wallet and transactions is all hidden. Um, behind the scenes, which is to me the power of the upland platform. Uh, so you buy these NFTs, you don't even realize you have a crypto wallet that handles all these transactions and it's all sort of. Don't
2: chain. ruin it for the gamers. they might run away.
1: Well, no, I mean gamers, I mean, because the reality is what gamers want to know is they're secure. So one of the biggest things that destroys a game economy is dupes and hacks. Like, right. so the quickest way to crash the value of any digital item is to have um, some sort of uh, hack or dupe. Like, if all of a sudden I can just create duplicates of anything, or I can hack the system and, and make a mimic of it, or anything like that, or like, say, I, I want to hack uh, Upex. If all of a sudden I, I found a hack or like a cheat code to print as much Upex as I wanted, um, that would be bad, right? If I found a way to, to do that, but with the blockchain and everything being tracked and secure, it creates another level of security and transparency to everything that's happening in the digital world, which through the gamer, they just need to know it translates to a secure kind of investment of their resources, whether that's time, whether it's money, uh, whatever it is. Um, and that's going to just create a stronger gaming atmosphere. And honestly, I, Upland is going to be the first to really pursue it. But uh, I don't see why games like call of duty. And in fact, I think the skins actually did hit the blockchain at some point. I, I can't remember. There's something around call of duty duty or someone's going to get mad at me. Cause I don't really play those games. Um, but even like, I mean, imagine like world of Warcraft on the blockchain, like all of your digital items as NFTs um, stored in a digital wallet. Um, obviously, there's some limitations and some things um, that are still being worked through uh, that Upland is essentially pioneering. Like, that's the other thing you had to keep in mind. Like, people get really upset when releases and stuff don't work. Uh, and trying to, uh, trying to wrap this back up to the Fiat Out, like, okay, so we just had the Fiat Out beta. There was a couple hiccups, I think, that some people had with validating I originally was using a very old Opera browser. Don't ask. It's just I'm too lazy to change it. It was defaulted on my Mac from whenever long ago. It was not supported. Um, I opened up a brand new Firefox and was um, answered a couple questions, and I was validated um, very quickly and was able to start listing my properties uh, for USD. Um, and I while I haven't taken any of the money out of that USD wallet, um, uh, so I can't speak for that part of it. Every part, everything else has been um, f- fairly seamless.
2: Yeah, I got uh, validated pretty quickly myself. Uh, I haven't taken any money out of my wallet yet, but I had a couple of sales of properties. Now, the interesting thing is, supposedly this went live Tuesday, but T, you bought a property over the weekend, didn't you, for 12 bucks?
0: Yeah, I sure did. So,
1: yeah, I feel fairly confident and I could say this. I mean, they're not ever going to come out. Like that got sniped and that got sniped almost assuredly because of the bots that we are running on our Discord server that show uh, essentially underminted and the bot wasn't ready for the the fiat so it showed up as like it causes zero upex i'm assuming t davis that's how you saw the property yes I,
0: I i saw it on a bot i didn't it wasn't necessarily yeah i mean i have the same bot running in the discord i have it running in an instance on a um in a Git bash window but yes obviously i pulled it from the chain i saw it and i went to it and i fought i think for courier and a couple other people um to that uh, recurrier was like right on my heels with it. He I'm surprised that it actually didn't cause a micro fork. Um, cause we both had to go through the process of, um, mm, to yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so um, but, but yes, I mean, and I, you know, initially I was annoyed that it wasn't being recognized and it's just fine. It's, it's the same, it's the same pride that you would have or excitement about any first in Upland, right? And so
2: well, uh, that's
0: all that that. You know.
2: We're, we're no, keeping it okay, clean. But what, like
0: okay, is, so let's say let's say that they were
1: testing airports, right? Just a tip.
2: Think of it as just a tip.
1: <laughs> well, no. So, like, okay, let's let's touch on that. So, that, let's say they were testing airports, and you happen to to click the interface. Because of and honestly, I'll put it under the same parameters. You have a bot that gave you information that like tracks things like, "Hey, this just happened," and you're like, "Cool, I'm gonna go check it out." And you happen to get in on the window when they were testing it, um, and you took a flight to New York. Now, would you then be mad when they didn't recognize that? It's like, well, that wasn't really the first flight. Like
0: that doesn't count because is it is it on the blockchain though? I mean, because yeah, that's yeah. Where I, okay, then it's, there, it's on the blockchain. Yeah, then then. It, then yes, I mean any just my, from my point of view with it, and I'm sorry that I even said anything about it because I've seen I saw a tweet today that went out that was in support of it being recognized, and I, I definitely don't want that. I don't want this to be a thing at all. It, it's you know to me, I'll always know that it was the first Fiat. Well, the second, right? Because there's another one on there. It was between two Tilia employees. But as far as non-Tilia employees, I mean, the blockchain is is forever, and I'll well, ever have that that transaction there. And so, long after that tweet recognizing the one, two, and three are are forgotten, the blockchain will always be there showing that that property was the second
1: purchased, and that's yeah. Fine. But like that's the thing. I mean, so this is. To me, it's more of a philosophical, not necessarily like, sh- do, you, do you? but like, okay, you technically weren't the first. Right. <laughs> it, was, right. It, was Tilia, it was a Tilia right. employee. Like, you were technically second. And so, right. if we're, you know, if we're then splitting hairs, we're like, well, So then the first is the third. The, right, Yeah, right. But then it's like, that was the first to p That was the first player to player sale. Like, so if I'm recognizing something, I go, what was the first player to sell to another player? Like, right. who was the first person to buy from another player? You bought from Tilly, okay. Which, uh, and again, kudos to you. I think it's super cool. I love the fact that we have technology that, again, is going to challenge the developers of Upland to be like, oh shit, we got to think about this because if we put, we have very smart and crafty people. You can't just fuck with production. Exactly. Like, first of all, like who's testing yeah. in production? Come on, guys. Exactly. Like, get your shit together.
2: Oh, like, yeah, oh, you did I so well. We made an, an hour and 15 You're minutes right. you did that. and you, 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 <laughs> and edit
1: you that, dropped edit it. That, edit that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Warning uh, at an hour and 15 minutes, mute it
1: okay drop it just drop it yeah
2: (laughs) Uh, i'm too lazy to edit i'm sorry i i stay up late doing this on a friday and i'm worthless on friday so yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. no i know i feel bad because it's such a pain to edit um we're good just just cut just cut the whole thing but uh like just cut my might drop my piece anyway um, I, yeah, I mean, so I think it's interesting, like, if you, if you sneak in around the parameters of an official launch, like, yeah, I mean, you're kind of like the people's champion of, like, we know it, like, that's a sweet get. And, like, internally, like, the community, like, I go, you're the champion of the fans server. So like, that's so killer, like, right. that's off, Like like, so I mean, like, there's a different like, it's kind of the underground title, which I kind of think is cooler. Like, <laughs> you snagged it from the testers. Like, to me, that's a cooler sale than anything else. Like, I would be way more <laughs> proud of that. Like, I don't need a tweet. The course of course, Upland's not going to be like, hey, look at right. the guy who beat our testing because we were testing in production. Like... Um, yeah, we're just going to skip over that. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> you got sniped. Like, you got sniped. You weren't supposed to see that.
0: On the block. Right.
1: Yeah, like, oh, wait, they're watching us? Yeah, we're always watching you. Do not mess with Upland and expect us not to know what's happening. Like, I you, wonder. Man. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in that
0: office <laughs> when that happened. Right? <laughs> wait, wait, was it one of their ones that's next to their um, headquarters? Like, which it's, I, it's in the vicinity. It's 1257 uh, Montgomery. It's not right next to it. It's in in Telegraph Hill.
1: Oh, okay. Because they have a couple. They have, like, a couple adjacent buildings as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we'll continue to update everybody on how the fiat out is going and uh, our experiences with it. One of the things I did find kind of interesting is you could only put your property up for a whole dollar. So if it was $5, $7, $10, you couldn't put it up for $10.33 or $5.00 and 62 cents it it had to be full dollars so hopefully that changes in the future if not that would be rather strange
0: so do you know something i noticed about the sale prices and it certainly isn't a plug but there's only one like technically under mint fiat property listed and it it is mine so disclaimer this isn't a plug but
2: it's it's, a plug it's,
0: it's, it's it's just odd to me that instead of going the opposite direction with it, like that's what I expected to see would be listing your, your, your properties that you were willing to let go for under mint to get some value back out to pursue other endeavors. And it's almost like the opposite took place. Players are, they just, I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's something that I noticed though, that a lot of the properties are, listed like they would be for epics. And when you think about it, I mean, I keep track as I'm sure many people do of what they're fiating in. And I would consider a fiat purchase like roughly the same. I don't know if you guys agree with that. And it would yeah, take a no, lot. I mean, uh, I agree with that. I, it would take something special for me to say, let me whip out the credit card to spend more. You know what I mean? No, no, I, I completely agree.
1: And I mean, I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad a bunch of people aren't just trying to like dump properties. And that's the thing is most of the people, and this is why I don't think it'll happen. Is like, it's not worth it to take it up a loss no. right now. There's too much, there's too much potential upside. And honestly, the, the ones that I was selling, like I have, I think the second largest San Francisco property up for sale now, granted, it's five hundred bucks, but there's no way I would put it up for five hundred thousand upex because it would sell. Like, so I'm I'm kind of shocked. Like, because I mean, that's only it's only like twenty percent above. Because I mean, it was like a four hundred thousand upex property. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I go and it's waterfront. Like I I was shocked. In fact, actually, I need to take it down because I said it was only a twenty four hour sale. Because I go. I wouldn't, I was not going to sell that for less than two or 3 million. I mean, it's a massive, massive, I mean, it's a 4,900 up square property in the middle of, of San Francisco. And like, then the other one, uh, what was it? another one? I, I was selling, I can't remember, but like the ones I put up, I like put at a marketed discount from what I would sell for UPEX. Now Now there's still, I just bought it. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: No, you I didn't require
1: Gd GG if you did. But um, like, the so the properties that I put up are significantly lower than what I would have sold it for Upex, um, which I think is, is also, that was my approach of like, if I would have charged a million for Upex, okay, you can have it for 500 bucks, but it's, you know. It's just a matter of do you see that value?
2: And, and some of the techniques people have used is going after like Chinatown. Hey, get the get a Chinatown property for U.S. dollars. Elmo Square, Dizzy's Dizzy had a great deal and his sold pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, um, I bought a Chinatown for six bucks. That's a, oh, that yeah. a great deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great deal. Oh, that was the
1: other one. Uh, one near um, City Hall. So, like, I mean, I got a massive the the From that last uh gap sale when they like opened up a bunch of new properties, like I grabbed a huge property next to uh city hall that I go, I would never sell this for less than two million like in all honesty, like it was up for probably five or ten million, um, but I was like, okay, cool, I'll do a promo five hundred bucks because that's technically so the other parameters so if you're not familiar, there are some parameters that aren't enforced through technical means, but it was. Communicated to the beta testers. Your prices need to be between $5 and $500. And uh, you can only have five properties for sale at a time. Again, they're not limited in the game, but they are, they are monitoring that. It's kind of like a good faith, like beta tester. Yeah. So anyway, like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised um, that, and again, I haven't been out there pushing it super hard. I just kind of put them out there to see. Cause honestly, like, I don't know I see a lot more value down the line than what they are now. I just kind of wanted to be like, Hey, if you want to make a, a big purchase, you want to be part of a historical event. Um, you know, here's some opportunity to do so.
2: And I just wonder why they kept it at five. I could see more of 10 properties. You're like, oh, I'll put, cause I want to put a couple of five, six, seven, $8 properties up. And then I want to put a couple mid tier properties up. But
1: yeah, I'm curious what the five limit was about. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah, but we'll continue. Yeah, and
1: they're definitely not monitoring it heavily. Like, I don't think...
2: No, somebody's way out there. They're way past their five. They might have 20 up for sale for Fiat.
1: But, you know, I want to get invited back to the next beta, so I'm, I'm playing by the rules, and I would highly recommend uh, you do, too, if you want to be put on the, the nice list and not the naughty list for being invited back.
2: Yeah, and price your properties within the guidelines that helps too a couple people have not but it'll be interesting we'll uh we'll continue to update everyone on how this goes um and uh we ran extra long with a bunch of different uh Different things. We're gonna try and get back to what this this podcast is about. Is it's good to interview players and staff from Upland, but you know we are the Upland property experts. So hopefully, you know you'll hear more content of us talking about strategies and uh, thoughts on on properties, collections, um, and different types along that line. Uh, definitely check out dailyuplander.com. dot com. When are you launching? UPX.world.
1: So UPX.world is technically live right now. Um, so this is going to be a massive collaboration between Upland Guru and Upland World. So we're, we're consolidating efforts um, into UPEX World. Uh, so you can visit that at UPX.world, which is a pretty cool uh, URL. And we're going to have tons of data uh, my pricing guide, we're going to be moving over and having like an official running pricing guide. We're going to be doing um, like specific neighborhood call outs. So we're going to have neighborhood dashboards uh, for highly developed and uh, organized neighborhoods um, like uh, Alamo Square, Dogpatch, VV, of course, Little Italy. That'll have information around um, their sales. Um and links to like their the discord and uh, who the mayor is and if they have business plans and stuff like that. And also one of my favorite features, which is uh, it's, it's mostly working is a, uh, is a calendar. So we're going to have a calendar of events, both community events and upland events. You can actually, if you have an event, you want to get added to a calendar um, to the calendar. You can email tools, uh, T-O-O-L-S at upex.world. Um, so just like create an, an event, invite, and email it, and we'll review it and then add it to the calendar. Uh, or just accept it and it'll integrate in. Um, this is great. You know, you'll see the Upex podcast on there every Friday for release. We might I'm um, we'll probably put a recording one on there for the Thursday night uh, with details on how to join us live. VV has now uh, – What is it, Vizzy Valley Day uh, is now November 12th. So every year, if you're on the calendar, you'll see November 12th is Vizzy Valley Day because Vizzy Valley just sold out. Um, So all kinds of cool stuff like that Um, we'll be posting. So it'll be kind of like your one-stop shop for everything that's happening um, across the community um, and in the game.
2: Yeah. Got anything else for the fans tonight, T?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to shout out June, June's treasure hunting, uh, challenge that they have going on in Fresno. Um, you can find the details of that in the discord server, but it sounds pretty awesome. If you find a treasure under a specified amount of time, take a screenshot and send it off. Uh, you can get some extra upics. So take a look for that in our community events channel in both the official and fan server.
2: Outstanding. Anything else for our listeners, TMO?
0: No, no.
1: Thanks, uh, you know, for for tuning in each week and listening to our shenanigans. Uh, we appreciate your patronage. Patronage? Yeah. Patronage. We'll yeah. Patronage. I think it is pa- patronage. I mean, are we drinking <laughs> tequila?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, we're not. Um, but yes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in each and every week. We do appreciate it. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you're subscribing. If you haven't wrote a review on a platform that lets you write a review, write a review and uh, share with a friend and make sure you're continuing to talk to your friends about Upland so we can grow this wonderful community. And we'll talk to everyone in a week. Have a great week.
0: It's the Opics podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later. And you stupid to win. Might become an
1: obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street. Then locking iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping. Then the selling and flipping Over the moving and shocking. I'm screwing.